um, which means she's wiser than I am. <laughs> um, it's a privilege. Um, Pam uh, volunteers in the office every Thursday, and she uh, folds bulletins, and you've probably talked to her on the phone if you've called in here on a Thursday. And we've had just the blessing in these last couple of months to, um, to spend more time talking, and um, I'm really excited about hearing uh, Pam's message this morning. Uh, Pam and John Copeland um, are amazing people. I cannot think of two people with more integrity and more faithfulness. Uh, literally, they just are on the top of my list in the interactions I've had with them, the way they live their lives and the way they let everything that comes at them drive them together and to Jesus is awesome. So uh, I want to just pray for Pam and then hear the good words. So, Father, thank you for uh, the gift that you've given Pam. Thank you for your presence within her. Lord God, that you are her stability and a, a storehouse of salvation for her and of wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, Lord, for her heart that uh, bears the fear of the Lord, which gives her wisdom. We just ask that you now fill her again with the Holy Spirit and release the word of the Lord to us this morning. Open us up to hear and give us grace and faith to respond that we would become more like Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. All right. Um, well, um, I, I was telling Randy, I was struggling with the introduction. So John gave me a couple jokes, and I didn't like them. And, so, and one of them I didn't even get. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's not going to work. So Friday I was alone, and the kids were at, at school, and I was trying to say what I had out loud. And and, um, it, and it hit me, and I was, I was talking to Randy beforehand. Tomorrow is a, a friend's birthday, um, and on her birthday we were supposed to go to um, uh, the place that has the show and food. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Class participation. Beefy words, and uh, I couldn't go because um, this accidentally happened. And I thought five years ago tomorrow. And I started to cry, and not out of, oh, it was like five years. Because I, I remember friends would say, take it. I, I was completely independent of anything, and uh, I couldn't do anything for myself. And, um, and I'll get to the message, I promise. And this isn't random, but um, that... God, um, through my friends, would say, you got to take it moment by moment, minute by minute, hour by hour, and day by day. And I, th- I kept thinking, well, that's easy for you to say <laughs> in my head. And I, wasn't, and I wasn't angry. It was just, well, there are times I was. I, I was angry. But, <laughs> but five years later, I have so much to be thankful for that I can sit here and I can talk. I can move, um, not the way I would like, but he's still working on that through me and in me. So I'm going to go ahead and and start the message. And I think what God laid on my heart to share with you is um, that God has given us, each of us, um, different giftings. 
And, um, and you have probably heard that many times. I've even taken a spiritual giftings test in, uh, way back in the day. So, um, I, uh, um, this, um, spiritual, um, the, um, we have natural giftings where, um, for instance, I had someone in the church come over and do our basement. Uh, very good at that. And then, um, some of you are artists, not me. And, um, some of you are, are, are craftsmen with your hands. Um, some of you are teachers. Uh, Randy will decide that if I have that gift after today. <laughs> um, so each of you have natural gifts, and then you have spiritual giftings, and then we have free gifts. And so I want to go over uh, the natural giftings, um, which um, Exodus 31, 3 through 5. Um, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, and here's the gifts, ability and knowledge in all kinds of crafts to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmanship. Spiritual is wisdom. I'm sorry, it's First Corinthians 12. Um, you can find it there. It's, um, I just summed it up because it's a very long chapter. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues, interpretation of, of tongues, apostles, prophets, teachers, those able to help others, and those with the gifts of administration. And every time I hear the word of administration, I think of Molly Maddox. And all of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he gives them to each one just as he determines. The free gifts are the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But that's, that's just a summary of the gifts. What I want to ask of you and of myself is why are, we, why are we not using our gifts? Or are we using our gifts? And what withholds us from doing so? And I think the first and foremost is fear. Uh, when, I, when I was studying, I thought of Moses. And I thought of the burning bush. And he went before God in Exodus chapter 4, 10, 12, 13. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And God said, Now go, and I will help you speak, and will teach you what to say. But Moses still said, oh, Lord, please send someone else to do it. So even though God said, I'm going to do it for you, he said, but please send someone else. And, of course, we know how that story ended. A lot of us do. You know, Moses um, led the Israelites out of Egypt. And um, 
a very long story. Um, there are a lot of chapters, but he still did leave them. Um, but um, and he had those help him, individuals help him do that. Um, not just fear in our lives, but I think comparison. Um, I don't have a reference for you. It's my favorite story in the Bible. It's about Joseph. And um, Joseph, to me, was so wronged. And I think in a lot of our past, a lot of our history, a lot of us have been wronged or abandoned like he was by his brothers. He was deceived. And yet, God used so much with Joseph to where he ended up using his giftings while he was in prison that raised him out of imprisonment into leadership. And um, a lot of us feel unworthy. Do I even have any giftings? Paul, um, initially named Saul, um, I want to look at um, Paul, Acts 9. Um, I'm going to start at verse 3. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul's response is, Who are you, Lord? Well, it's like someone coming to me that I know, and I say, well, who are you, Mary? He knew who it was. His response was, um, Saul asked him, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. So if we look at Moses, at Joseph, we look at Paul, we look at their backgrounds, we look at what they experienced, and yet God still used all of their giftings um, to further his kingdom, then what type of excuse do we have to not use ours? So I want to ask you a few questions. Um, Are we denying the body our gifts? We know that Christ is the head and that we're the body. And without it, without each and every one of us doing our part, the body's incomplete. Um, What is our fear? The great unknown? Thoughts or feelings of not even having a a gift or a call? When we look at others' giftings, do we find ourselves comparing and believing that because we're not like them, and we do not feel as though we are good enough to walk out what God has placed within us. How many of us have looked at someone who has the gift of prophecy and thought, if they can prophesy like that, then no, not really. What, what am I worth? You know, we think someone who has such a great, you know, amazing thing, and yet you don't see someone taking care and loving on the babies in the back. And how that is such an amazing gift that's being given out. But why do we walk in comparison to others? Because the truth is, God gave us. He determined before we were created what gifts we were going to have by His grace. Each one of us is different. 
Um, I know a lot of times, and I struggle with this at one point in my life, um, thoughts if you only knew my past, if you only knew my present, if you only knew my thoughts, there's no way that I can walk out my gifts, even if I know what they are. Because I'm just, I can't do it. Why would God want to use me? But I tell you, He wants to use you. And He needs to use you. And He's after that gifting that you have. And whether you know what that gifting is or not, it's a prayer that He wants to answer. It's not one of those where I go, Lord, would you please heal this body of mine? Because I'm tired of limping around, as my friend calls it, gimping. I'm tired of gimping, Lord. You know, it hasn't all come yet. And I know that, I know that he sees me. But to be about his body, to be about doing what he's asked of us, he'll tell you what your gifting is. And most of all, besides your natural, what, what you're basically just good at. Um, Romans 12. Uh, no, oh, go back, sorry. Colossians 1. 10 through 12. Um, I haven't lost my train of thought. I was just thinking for a second. So if you have an awkward thing, it's okay. I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> um, I just want to share the right thing. That's why I'm positive for a minute. Um, When I came back, part of my story, um, and it's a long story, but I have had an illness for going on 14 years, but um, the part that was the worst was they said five years ago tomorrow, I went in for a same day surgery, and I uh, ended up in ICU um, on a respirator. And I was without oxygen, 50% oxygen, for 10 to 15 minutes. And ended up with the trach that I've had that whole entire time. And that caused me to have what's called Lance Adams Syndrome, where I cannot, my brain cannot tell my body how to walk, and I can't do steps. Thus, you see, my husband would get to be close all the time, walking me in, you know, and, uh, there are benefits to it, and uh, so, and he is so faithful to me, and so, so good, and he's been careful not to be a caretaker, but to be a, a husband, and, and to not call me a sick wife, but I felt like I was disqualified, because the first time I came back, I was um, in a wheelchair. I was rolled in a wheelchair and I was put in that chair right back there at the very back. And I, and I sat there and just sobbed during worship because I hadn't been able to take all that in. And I was different now. Uh, I used to sing since I was five year old, five year old in church. And my voice was taken. And it didn't make sense to me why that would happen. And I thought, I used to 
intercede for people and pray for people. Why would anyone want me to do that for them? Because all they have to do is look at me and go, there isn't a God. Or why would God even move? I know they were lies. Not at the time, though. I know now. And so it took it took time, a lot of time, until um, Isaiah 58, which you can reference that at some point, where I began to learn that when you reach out the place that you're in, that that's where God meets you the most. And so when you reach the poor and the, the lost and the naked and those who are hungry, that's when God will come. And he didn't want some, you know, crazy fast of me going all about me. It was all about others to where he would bring it back. And so I went to a conference. I do not like conferences. And when people ask me to go to healing conferences, I'm like, "Uh -uh, I'm not going. Um, Because I always feel like I get passed over. And uh, I walk out of there not healed. But a friend that I trust very well, and uh, and she knows she knows took me, and um, and they're trying to pray for my ears to be you know healed. I have hearing aids, and I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with the hearing aids and whatever, and uh, um, but that's not what happened. What happened was the most powerful thing that God said to me was, God wants to heal you because He's madly in love with you, not because He wants a test a testimony not because he wants to be glorified he'll do all of that simply because he's in love with you and during i went back to my my notes from that thing i'm not sure why for that conference not sure quite why i referenced it but i came to colossians chapter 1 10 and 12 and i wanted to look at 12 And it says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. So if you feel you're not qualified, he tells you you're qualified. I don't have to tell you you're qualified. He says it. I feel excited. My list is coming. (laughs) Randy says, slow down. He qualifies you. He's called it out in you. Um, just as I spoke before from Romans 12, 1 through 6, and verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. Ephesians 4, 15 through 16. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will all think we will in all things grow into him is the head that is Christ from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work so my last part is I want to talk about um, though we all have giftings the greatest way to move in your gifting is love and I wanted to have a, um, I told Rita, I said, I think I want to have a visual. I'm a visual person. And I have one here, and I have one here. One here was going to be a symbol. And I was going to have somebody come up, 
and I was going to try to talk to you while someone beat on that symbol. <laughs> because if I teach to you, and all I give you is a bunch of scripture and a bunch of what happened to you, but I don't do it out of love, and I'm just clinging cinema, and you don't hear anything else. It's got to be from love. And my other visual, it's a pot. And the pot is whole. And Christ has given you, and I saw a picture when Randy first started teaching about fire. It was overwhelmed by that sermon and a fireball. And it was his love. And, and it, it was him wanting to live so richly and deeply inside of us. And so many felt so unworthy to possess, possess what he had been given and laid out. And I saw that fire put into that, that vase or that pot. And it was perfect. There was no, there was nothing wrong with it. And, and the only way that that light shine went straight up, because the love was off, went straight up. That's only half of what he's commanded us to do, is to love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength. But the other part is to love others through our giftings. And you can't do that unless your pot's cracked. So if you think you have to have it all together and everything put where it needs to go, when you got holes and cracks, that light's going to blare out. And he's going to be used by you. So don't ever disqualify yourself. Because he's qualified you, given you the grace to do what you are called to do. And everyone has their gifting. I don't care if you're a broken pot. That's how you shine most brightly. So, right? Um, Can I move in a time of... um, I know what to do next. I'm just, again, pausing. Um, Yeah, we're going to a time of communion now. Um, it's for a time of those who have um, accepted Christ in their hearts. And uh, may I say, if you haven't, and you have a lid on that pot, today you can take it off. You know, and Randy would love, would love to pray with you. Um, or anyone here, um, this Jane, that Jane, Delina, Barry, myself, um, because he's madly and passionately in love with you. And wants you to be the body of Christ. So, um, if those who um, want to come and serve. So, Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now to come. Lord, no magical words or nothing um, except that you come straight from heaven and um, pour out your wonder. Come, Holy Spirit.
as we partake of your broken body through your shed blood, Lord, may we truly be thankful and open our eyes, Lord, to the gifts that we are to give to the body so it can be pleasing to you. Thank you for being gracious, Lord, to include us in your kingdom and that you made a way for that. In Jesus' name.